Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number two of the Joe Bros Wrestling Podcast. I can hear the dog outside the door. It's driving me crazy. Anyway, back with our second episode. Say what's up, Cody. What's up? You didn't say Cody. What's up, Cody? There we go. Uh, I'm Adam, and this is Cody. We are brothers. We grew up on wrestling, so we like to talk about wrestling every now and then. So, uh... We literally just filmed our, filmed, my goodness, just taped our first uh, podcast, and it just went live. Uh, It's on Anchor, and it's supposed to be going on all the other major platforms eventually. And uh, we were previewing the Hell in a Cell 2018, but we decided let's do a second episode. And today's going to be themed on who we think the top three wrestlers of all time are. So we'll be discussing that. You know, we'll go in, in the order of three, two, one. Why we think they are, and uh, what or what they meant to us. Whatever. Maybe they have sentimental value to our childhood. I don't know. But uh, we're gonna go over that. Anyways, uh, guys, whatever you're listening on, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, go ahead and subscribe to us. Hang out with us. We're gonna pump out some wrestling content. It's gonna be nothing but wrestling content. So you don't have to worry about anything else other than wrestling. So, Cody, how about you do the honors and you kick us off with your number three greatest wrestler of all time. My number three greatest wrestler of all time is The Undertaker. The Undertaker. The dead man. Okay. Why? What makes him so great? Because number three out of thousands of wrestlers... His wrestling streak is what makes him great. What are you talking about? His WrestleMania streak? Yeah. Okay, so kind of like having that. It's like folklore, you know? It's like, uh, yeah, I get it. It's, it's a mark that no one... No one can probably yeah. beat. Well, I don't know who... Like, coming from a... If I'm, if I'm a promoter... Who else do you have that you can sit there and say, you know what, we're going to have him win, what, 20, how many, 21? He's 21 done straight? 20, 20, yeah, 21 straight. Or something? 21. Okay, well, whatever it was, it's a, uh, who do you look at and go, we're going to have them win 22, 23 straight uh, WrestleMania. First of all, who sticks around for that long? So, yeah, longevity. The the enigma that went that went along with him. It's a pretty good choice. So that's who you got. Anything else you want to add to it? No, you're good. So I'll jump into my number three. My number three greatest wrestler of all time, and I think it's because he helped mainstream the whole wrestling business. He gave it. Uh, uh, he he kind of clicked. There's that bridge between wrestling and the kids. And suspending disbelief, uh, and, and it was just, just you're all American, yeah. It's just your your all American guy, Hulk Hogan, number three. And when I say Hulk Hogan, I don't mean Hollywood. Um, although Hollywood, when he was Hollywood Hogan, he had a hell of a uh, a storyline with Sting and the NWO, and that also helped kind of push wrestling even further. Mm-hmm. But when I think of Hulk Hogan, I think of Hulk Hogan in the red and yellow. WrestleMania, what, three? Slamming Andre? That's what I think of. I'm thinking of the say your prayers, 
eat your, your vitamins. vitamins. Yeah, man. So that. So Hulk Hogan, because he kind of took, I mean, in the movies too, it was in Rocky. You know, it's just his his overall, uh, his overall launching, I would say, as he launched wrestling into a completely different realm. Who created Hulkamania? Hulk Hogan. Vince McMahon claimed he invented Hulkamania. Yeah, but you don't get Hulkamania without Terry Bollea doing what he did. So, yeah, that guy that's the guy that connected to all the fans. It wasn't I mean, you can you can push a great idea on anybody. For crying out loud, Vince McMahon wanted The Undertaker to be the Thanksgiving Day turkey. He wanted him to wear that stupid ass costume and yeah, and then Undertaker said no. You know, speaking of the Undertaker, real quick, you know who was offered the Undertaker gimmick? The Ultimate Warrior. Before he blew up with Ultimate Warrior, yeah. So, see, history could have been very different. And I don't think if he took that Undertaker gimmick, I don't think you get that 21 straight WrestleManias. You know what I mean? And then where's Undertaker? What does he, Mark, do you, Mark Calloway somewhere? He probably would have went to WCW and got buried. So... Yeah, Hulk Hogan's been, Hulk Hogan is my number three. And uh, all right, who you got number two? The most electrifying man in all of entertainment, The Rock. Oh, dude, I didn't even. I'll be honest. When I was putting my, it's a spoiler, I guess. When I was putting my list together, didn't even think of him. Don't know why, but it's a really good choice. Really good choice. What made him stick out? His in-ring ability. That's it's, it. It's just electrifying. I think his mic skills is what made him. I don't think there's anyone today with that type of uh, ability. I mean, you have people like Stone Cold that can get on there and make you believe. But in terms of just like straight up, you know, ad libbing and freestyling. And no, I take it back. There, you know, I have someone. I'm not going to. It's part of my list, though. I have someone that's better on the mic than The Rock. So, anyway. So, yeah, The Rock, that's pretty good. Pretty good choice. Pretty good. He, again, mainstreamed it. Essentially the same thing with Hogan, and they had that match together. At WrestleMania, it was a hell of a match. Was it WrestleMania? Yes. Yeah, and it was a hell of a match. They were in, like, uh, Toronto or something. I, can't, I could be wrong. But they were in Canada, and they had that freaking think it was the WrestleMania 21? I don't I don't remember the WrestleMania. I'm not even close to remembering the WrestleMania. But that was one of the that that match actually gave me chill bumps to have those two and it helped it helped the business. It really did. And you kind of got it was one of the I guess one of the last great matches that Hogan ever had. But uh yeah, I agree with that. That's, that's pretty good. I mean, he's not in my list. But uh, I didn't even think about him. I just, my mind's elsewhere, so. I guess you're ready for mine, huh? Ready for this number two on me? Come on. My number two is uh, someone who was just as electrifying. But uh, he was more of a main eventer. He was known as a showstopper. Mr. WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. That guy, you could suck your balls off. And have no wrestling skill whatsoever. And you could go 
and get into a match with that guy, work with him, and he's going to make you look like a freaking all-star. That dude could work a match. He could sell. Uh, I mean, he was one of the best, one of the best heels of all time. And he was the, he was actually like that comedic relief heel when he was with DX, with Triple H and all that. And even when he was uh, when he started out with Scary Sherry or Sensational Sherry, whichever Sherry she was, <laughs> yeah. And it, the dude, I just I don't know. I've always drawn to him. I was like, dude, this guy could, he could wrestle too. He had all the talent in the world, just an athlete. And he sold it. He put his body on the line. The dude, the dude could really. He revolutionized, I think, for the smaller guys too, because he's not a big dude. If you look at the like the average size of a wrestler, he's a small dude. And then you think small, you think, well, Rey Mysterio is small, but I think he's what six foot, six one, Shawn Michaels. But uh, yeah, definitely him. I think he stands out in the league of his own. Who's your number one? Should I be giving a? I'm I'm gonna add somebody. He's not on my list. So are you gonna add like an honorable mention? An honorable, yes. Like your number four. Like my number one and a half. Do it. Tell me. It is Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Okay. Okay. They, tell me why. Tell me why. What, what, what got you there? His his ability in the ring, putting people to sleep, eye gouging. Well, those are just the, those are just like the actual traits that he sold, or, or. and the way he puts on a show for the audience. Yeah, I think he's a good performer. I don't know if I don't know if he's top top ten for me. Personality wise, the the character that he, that he played, yeah. Um he was pretty uh well charismatic. People got behind him. When he's in WCW and the Hulk Hogan feud, I think that was well I say I should say Hollywood Hogan feud. I think that was intense. And mm-hmm. I think that was him. He brought that out. He was able to do that. Not a lot of people were able to do that. And uh, so yeah, I think he's a top guy. He's just not. He's not even not even really top ten for me though. Cause, but we look at we look at wrestling a, l- a little different. Apparently, you know, different guys really yeah. appeal to us in in different ways. So, so go ahead and give you number one, man. My number one drum roll. Here it is. I'm not gonna do it. You can go ahead. Roman Reigns. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Roman Reigns is your greatest wrestler. Yes. Of all time. Yes. In the history of every wrestler that's ever stepped foot in a main event atmosphere, like the the big boy, the big show. Well, not every. But this is out of everyone you've ever watched wrestle. You chose Roman Reigns as your number one guy. Tell me. Please explain to me why you have num- him as number one. Go ahead. Argue your case, man. You might as well own it. You just... Go ahead. What's up? 
He's part of the Samoan family. Okay. What else? Generations. Okay, so he has some lineage. He has history in the sport. He was a member of the Shield. Yeah, but anybody anybody can be a member of the Shield. What makes him stand out to you, aside from his gimmick, aside from his his, you know, the the stuff that they present you in a package? What what stands out about him? What really he's do you think he's a great physical, like technical wrestler? Yes. He's a he's a powerhouse wrestler. He's no he's nothing different than uh he's really no different than Brock Lesnar in terms of movesets. He's got a good look. I'll give him that. He's got family heritage in the sport. I'll give him that. Uh but man, I just I don't get it. Man, you I was expecting something someone just better like Rey Mysterio no I don't think Rey Mysterio is top 10 Roman Reigns man I just lost respect for you I'm just kidding alright so I guess I will I'll save the episode I'll save this episode Cody you made me do this my number one he could sell a match. He could get on a mic. He could, he could, I mean, what does that sound? That's your microphone rubbing into your leg. What are you doing? <laughs> he, uh, he make you look good while he look good. He's one of the greatest champions of all time in terms of just you put a belt around him. They did it a lot They did because he did it well. He made careers. That's He was so good that he made others good. In fact, this man is responsible. I think he's responsible. Stop wording it. Stop whatever you're saying. Stop. I think he's responsible for launching careers like Sting. Ric Flair is my number one greatest wrestler of all time. The dude had mic skills before there was a such thing as mic skills. He was the gift of Gab. He had that larger-in-life persona that I think only he could do. He revolutionized wrestling with, with that whole four horsemen stable, right? And then An like evolution. With, and then Sting. He built Sting up essentially from the ground up. That forty-five minute draw that they, they wrestled to, that match at uh, what Great American Bash when Sting pending with the schoolboy pin. The way he worked that match, man, it without him that match would not have been near as good as it was. It's my favorite match of all time. I can link back to Hulk Hogan as well. Sting was involved with that feud with the NWO. So my if I had to give an honorable mention, I would say Sting. Just because Sting has been such a big dynamic in terms of in terms of being a part of a storyline that really etched uh, a moment in wrestling history. But Ric Flair, it's just, you watch the guy and you stop what you're doing. Even when he wrestled Shawn Michaels. You get two of those, my top two guys, when they wrestled each other against, you know, against each other at WrestleMania in that retirement match, they sold the shit out of it, man. And it was, to me, just one of the, the most entertaining moments in wrestling history. What are you doing? Cody's now standing up. Shawn Michaels even told him 
I love you. Oh yeah, right before he kicked him. Well, they those things they really marry each other. They were they were really friends. You know, it's everyone in the business. I'll say this: every single person in the business, at some point or another, took or learned from Ric Flair. Whether it be sitting on their butts watching TV growing up, they picked something up. I guarantee every single person in the business learned something from him. That's how good he is. And that's why he's my number one. I think Ric Flair is wrestling. So what do you think about that? Cody's, I'm going to start calling you radio because you give radio silence. And he's also the dirtiest player in the game. And and he made being a bad guy fun. <laughs> I really think he made being a bad guy fun for a lot of people. Even even when he was that and, and like he's one of the few guys that being a heel is good for the sport. Mm-hmm. It's good for the business. Mm-hmm. So and the fact that he's still alive and kicking man with the life that he's he's rolled out and got on his resume. Good for him, right? But uh, and then you know now he's got his daughter doing her thing, and uh, yeah, I don't think anybody touches Ric Flair. So, you got anybody else that you thought of? Maybe last minute. No, if they're they're not coming to your head, we ain't gonna talk about it. People don't like silence on these podcasts, man. The Road Warriors. Why are you talking about just in terms of the best tag team duo? I'd say they're one of the greatest. I'll agree. Uh, powerhouse wrestling, they weren't very technical, but I'd say they're one of the best. One of the best tag teams. Back when tag teams were actually cool. Now they're just kind of like uh, if you have too many people, you just throw a couple guys together and they go out and wrestle to- together. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hart Foundation, all of them, Nightheart, Bret Hart, um, Owen, Owen Hart, Hart. Brian think, Pillman, yeah, British Bulldog. All those guys are really, really big. Why well, don't I wasn't a big fan of British Bulldog? Bret Hart, very technical. Owen, very technical. Uh, Jim Nightheart, he's powerhouse. A, exactly, a powerhouse. <laughs> I was going to say that. Um, so they're good. What other good tag teams can we think about? Oh, the Midnight, Midnight Express, the Rockers. The Rockers. Um, man, who else? And then you had Marty Gibson and his tag team partner, which was the Midnight Express. Marty Gibson. Marty Gennetti. No, I'm saying Marty Gennetti and uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, they were uh tag team for a while. I don't think they're the greatest, but you know, back in the 80s, wasn't really about it was I don't know I can't really get into it I don't want to jump into that who else we got these great tag teams hard for me to even think about them right now because you had do you remember the headbangers Mosh and Thrasher yeah 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 um they were fun to watch lose even though what my best tag team pick was is DX okay I look at them more as a faction I think 
I think the NWO, uh, before everyone started joining the NWO, I think the NWO was the greatest faction. No, I take it back. I take it back. I will give the greatest faction to the Four Horsemen. I'll give them that. Um, and then NWO and DX essentially are in the same league. I think they're kind of they're pretty even. The reason I favor the NWO uh, is because that storyline with Sting. I think that that worked out well. I think that was very well played. Uh, I think the NWO was overused eventually. And then DX, I mean, it was essentially Shawn Michaels and Triple H doing what Shawn Michaels and Triple H do. And uh, that was on them. They could literally just come back as themselves and, and, you know, just them two and pick up right where they left off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I, I would agree. Um, you said Undertaker. He's obviously a top 10 guy. The Rock, obviously a top 10 guy, even though I didn't even think about him. And then Roman, uh, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, that, that's just me, though. Oh, man. And then me, uh, you know, Hogan was, you agree with Hogan being up there? Um, who the hell is my number two? Shawn Michaels, definitely at least a top 10 guy. And then Ric Flair. I don't think you can argue with that. What's up? What? Ric Flair being number one. Oh, yeah, but see, the thing is, like, you're going to learn this podcast thing. Like, when you hold up a number one or when you're doing these hand gestures, I'm looking at you thinking you're going to say something, you know, and you don't. And then it gives us silence, which people who are listening to podcasts are sitting there going, what are they doing? Why aren't they talking? So, start using them words, man. I would just leave your leave your hand in your pocket. Just don't take it out, and then use your, and then use your words. Sound good? See, even now you're just shaking number, your head. What What is it? With him being number one, he's also the 16 time. Yeah, and world see, heavyweight champion. And see, you put a good way to look at wrestling championships is the promoter's way of saying you are the face of wrestling right now that's how it should be you know and so you said 16 times no one else what 15 times john cena correct what about triple h how many times has he done it? 14 or 15 he's up there and i agree with those those guys are for long periods of time, multiple mm-hmm. times throughout their career, have been the face of the industry. So I agree with that. Um, you know, but then you have people like Sting, who what had a belt? He, he was a world champion six times. Uh, I think he should have been at least a ten timer. But with TNA, he had multiple. You know it, how many times he was a, a TNA champion? Do you know any of that? Can we pull that up? Yeah. We'll pull this up. Then you've got Batista. What what about Batista? He was a multi-time world champion and Yeah, he just had a great physique and stuff. Um he was that's that's the type of guy that 
um, that Vince likes. He likes the big, freaking jacked up, larger than life. Those guys are going to are almost damn damn near guaranteed to get a push, right? Such as Roman Reigns. Yeah, and I don't get it. I just I still don't get it. Let me see if I can go to Sting's uh, championships here. Man, he was, he's been around for a while. Let me see. Gonna keep scrolling because his his career is super, 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 super long. Oh my God, dude, it's taking forever. All right. Sorry, guys. I know this is like dead air. Dude, why is this so freaking, why everything is so freaking long? Oh my God! I'm about he to started out in NWA, <sighs> then went on to WCW. Okay, here are his championships and um, like accomplishments. All right, let's, sorry this took so long, guys. And uh, Jim Crockett promotions in WCW. He was an NWA World Tele- Television Champion one time. Uh, one-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion. He's a two-time WCW International Champion, two-time WCW United States Champion, a six-time WCW World Champion. So he's actually held, held a lot more than six times. So when I heard that six, I thought I was thinking overall he's he was much more. Um, he was a three-time WCW Tag Champion. Uh, what else we got? WCW United States Champion Tournament. Okay, that's not the actual bill. Um, when you said three-time WCW Tag Champion, that was with the Wolf Pack. That was with Lex Luger, the Giant, yes. and Kevin Nash. Yeah, one time each. And uh, TNA, he was the NWA World Champion. One time, he was a four-time TNA World Champion. He was a one-time TNA Tag Team Champion with Kurt Angle. TNA match of the year in 2007. TNA match of the year 2009 against uh, AJ Styles. He is in the TNA Hall of Fame. With the Universal Wrestling Federation back in his early days, he was a three-time tag champion there. Uh, World Wrestling All-Stars was a one-time champ. That was post-WCW. Obviously, a 2016 Hall of Fame inductee for WWE. Two Slammy Awards. Yeah, so he's had tons of uh, tons of championships. So well, that's about ten world championships. Ooh, no, I mean if you if you go by like when they say sixteen time champion, it means that, that sixteen different times he won as the challenger. Right when you're talking about Ric Flair, that get, Sting. If you count all of them, now obviously Ric Flair is more than a sixteen time world champion because he's he's been. All over the places. He's been an NWA champion. He's been all those things. So, realistically, Flair's probably like a 30-time champion. You know? Uh, so, Sting is probably up around the 20s. I don't know if I'm just guessing. I didn't count I'd, that stuff I'd, out. I'd put him up close to Ric Flair. Yeah, but a lot of those championships probably didn't mean as much as a, a, world, a WCW world champion or WWE world champion because those are the mainstay titles. So... Yeah, we kind of rambled on at the end, but well, we got our list in, and I still don't get the Roman Reigns decision. 
I don't believe we're going to be related after this podcast. I can't do it, Cody. I can't get behind the Roman Reign train. So, with that being said, somebody calling? Who is it? ASM. Who's ASM? Assistant manager. Oh, it's calling you right now? Oh, work's calling Cody. All righty. Well, I guess we need to close this thing down. That was our episode. We put our top three. Actually, top four, I guess, because we had others in there. Uh, you got anything to say before we shut this thing down? See, you did it again. That's all, folks. You, see, he saluted me when I asked him if he had anything to say. And, it, bro, I'm going to stop looking at him. I'm going to turn my back to him, just like I am now. I'm now turning my back to Cody. And I'm going to start asking him questions where he can't see me, so he has to use his words. Cody, do you have thank, anything to say, thank, man? Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Thank Yes, there you go. See, those are words. Good job, man. That's it for episode number two. Hopefully you guys come back for episode number three. Until then, you guys take care. Quit trying to fart. You're trying to fart again? Okay. <laughs>